This is News Talk 980 CKNW. 8.16 on a rather gray Saturday morning. Fear not, we are expecting some sunshine tomorrow, hopefully. But we're going to talk about housing for the next few moments. And we are joined by Vancouver developer and architect Michael Geller. Michael, great to have you back on the show. It's my pleasure. I should point out I have a cold, but hopefully your listeners can't catch it over the air. It sounds much better. Uh, I I think I got a voicemail message from you the other day, and you you sounded much worse. So you're on the mend, and that is a good thing. Nice to chat. Um, Let's talk about it. We often talk about the selling prices, and I mentioned uh, earlier, uh, people right now, a lot of listings are are selling for $1,000 a square foot. People are paying those prices. Uh, In other cases, we're seeing listings at even higher than that. But what if we go back a step and we look at what land is selling for and what an impact that is having when it comes to housing? People often ask me, why is housing so expensive? And I said, well, if you look at it in the simplest terms, you have four cost components. You have the cost of land, the cost of construction, the cost of what we call the soft costs. That's all the architect's fees and taxes, municipal fees, permits, and so forth. And then the developer's profit. And it's those four components, which when you add them up, are the starting point in terms of what is the cost. It used to be that the cost of construction would be about three times the cost of land. However, recently, what I've seen happening in Vancouver and other municipalities, but especially in Vancouver, is that the cost of land is greater than the cost of the construction. And that's why we're starting to see older buildings being knocked down, perfectly good buildings, and redeveloped. What's happening right now, and this is what prompted me to have an interview with a a local journalist, is in many parts of Vancouver, the cost of land is exceeding $450 a buildable foot. In other words, if you think of the chair you're sitting on, which might be about four square feet, the land value of that four square feet is about $2,000. Which when you start to think of it in those terms, you begin to, as I did, you become quite alarmed because... Once you've paid for the land, you're also going to be paying interest on that land and so forth. And that's why, as I look at the what we call financial performers, I see new projects coming in well in excess of $1,200 a foot in many locations just to cover off those four cost components. And do you see the market sustaining that, though? Because then the developers are going to have to pass that along to people purchasing the housing, are people going to pay those prices? Well, every year I write a year-end column in the Vancouver Sun, and I'm just actually writing this year's column right now. And as I reviewed last year's predictions, I said these price increases that we've experienced over the last couple of years, from 2014 to 2016, simply cannot continue. And I predicted that while condo prices might go up, the price of single-family houses might go down. Well, I was correct on that score, but I was wrong, because if we look at the region overall, we have seen some significant price increases in the last year. Now, once again, I just can't believe we can continue to sustain these costs. On the other hand, I see a lot of interest from developers eager to build more housing because we simply have, we appear to have greater demand 
than supply. And it's not just coming from investors. There's people moving into the region. In fact, the, the, the prediction is that we will now start to exceed the traditional 30,000 people a year moving into metro. We might even see more people coming in despite the cost of housing. Uh, but you've written about this, or at least you've been quoted about this, saying that uh, un- under this formula, the way prices are right now and the way they're headed, a developer would need to sell a new condo at more than $1,400 a square foot. That just doesn't seem doable, or that doesn't seem affordable for, or, or doesn't seem that, that people would want to pay that much. Well, I agree with you. But to qualify, I really was referring to the west side of Vancouver. And in, uh, if you're in Burnaby, then it's going to be less. However, those people who are looking at apartments in Burnaby right now can tell you that they see new condos um, in the new town centers approaching or exceeding $1,000 a foot in Burnaby. I mean, five years ago, the price was half that. And so you say, can this continue? It's hard to believe that it can continue. I should point out one thing. A lot of people are critical of the investors who are buying these one-bedroom apartments and so forth, but they are creating some rental housing. So we shouldn't be completely uh, opposed to, to investors who want to buy apartments because, ironically, in some ways, they're, they're paying $1,000 for a foot for these apartments and effectively subsidizing the people who are renting those apartments. Even though they may be paying sixteen or eighteen hundred dollars a month for one bedroom, they're still being subsidized. It's uh, alarming, doesn't it? It does. Uh, even though, and the argument in many of those cases is sure the developers are doing that, but to get to that point, they're ripping down the three-story walk-ups and they're ripping down uh, housing apartments that are probably renting for a thousand dollars or less. That's right. So one of the things we're now starting to see, and another story I did this year, actually uh, this week, actually for national uh, television, was the whole story of creating new developments where you have a condominium on one part of the site and then some affordable rental housing on the other part of the site. And then that's led to a discussion about, well, is it appropriate that the lower-income people should have their own door or a separate door from the condo owners. And to my mind, of course they should. But that's what we're going to start to see now, because um, although the governments are much more committed to providing funding for housing, there's no way government can keep up with the demand for affordable housing. So in planning terms, we call this inclusionary zoning. In other words, you include some affordable housing with the new market condos. The only thing we have to hope is that the cost of building the social housing isn't going to further exacerbate the price of the market condominiums. Is there a maximum point, or have we seen this in other jurisdictions, the cost of a square foot? Well, we certainly have, although what happens is when I point out that prices are never going to exceed $1,000 a foot in a place like Burnaby, Others point out to me how our housing seems relatively affordable compared to some of the new condominium projects in other cities around the world. Now, that doesn't help those of us who are earning thirty or forty or $50,000 a year. I mean, I must confess, if you think about it, when you're paying $500 a foot, that new condominium at $1,200 a foot, I mean, we're now talking about $750,000, $800,000 for a one-bedroom apartment. 
And you say, who can afford that? Well, I'll tell you who can afford it. People who have parents who are willing to take equity out of their houses, which have increased dramatically in price. But we are now starting to create an interesting situation. I have two young daughters, and I see it with them and their friends, where those who have parents who can help them can buy some of these apartments. Those whose parents can't help them are, are struggling to find affordable rental. And I'm sure this applies right now to many of the people listening to us. Very, very true. Michael, we are out of time, but uh, you mentioned you're writing your year-end uh, column. My guess is we'll have you back on after that. Maybe we can talk about that. Anytime. It's always a pleasure. <laughs> All right, Michael Geller, thank you so much. All the best. That is uh, Michael Geller, Vancouver developer and architect, uh, talking about not just the prices when we look at what real estate is selling for, but looking at the prices of land and what developers and such are purchasing the land for. Uh, Your thoughts on this or anything you've heard on the program today, you can give the Buzz line a call, 604-331-BUZZ. That is 604-331-2899. You can leave me a voicemail message there, or you can text the line, or you can email me directly, Bennett at cknw.com. On tomorrow's show, on the much lighter side of things, I'm so excited. We have a woman coming on who is an author, and she writes crossword puzzles. She is the person that comes up with the clues. She makes them all fit together, and somehow she's able to keep coming up with new clues. So we're going to find out how she does it, how she got into doing it, and perhaps the strangest clue she's ever come up with. That's on tomorrow's show. But that is all the time we have for you today. Greg Schott is at the controls this morning. Ben Dooley produces this program. Have a great rest of your Saturday, and I will be with you right here again tomorrow morning. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.